The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Wow. It didn't happen. It didn't keep going. It didn't keep happening. We are starting off this year in a manner that will make some people happy and some people very, very angry. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 425. I am Max Scoville. Joining me, Andrew Goldfarb. Welcome back, Max. Callie Plaguey. Hi. And Mitchell Dyer. You got all the names right. I'm so proud. As you, uh, as you looked at me, I was like, is he, does he know I'm how gonna, to say my last <laughs> name? Okay. No, I Kelly Plaguey. <laughs> people say Plaguey a lot. It's right? really... It's Plaguey. It's People, but that's why they say it a lot. <laughs> that's like, that is my, my least favorite part about doing interviews and stuff. Like at um at, at Comic Con, there is that Comic Con. This is a, a really dumb thing to complain about with with your job. But when they would cart up like five people and they're like, "This is the entire cast of Supergirl, and the executive producer and his nephew," and you're going to be interviewing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're up there with like I'm up there with like Eric Goldman who's asking all the questions and they're like alright and we're back and welcome to IGN Live at Comic Con and I'm here with and they have five different names <laughs> and afterwards Eric's like uh, you introduced me as Eric Goldberg <laughs> like, I like how uh, the one you got wrong is the guy you work yeah, with <laughs> and, I'm just, and I'm just like it's just it's a, it's a weird it's a weirdly harrowing feeling of just getting someone's name wrong it's just I yeah. don't know it's, it's especially intimidating when you have like somebody who's Nordic and like I'm here with Yundel Fjord Mordenfjord <laughs> Have you guys read the cast for for Doctor Strange? No, because it's like it's like a Bjork and yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like Mads Mikkelsen, Tilda Swinton, of course Benedict Cumberbatch. But it's like it's a bunch of people who's like it's like is this a Mario teaches typing like challenge level? <laughs> you say all those names in a row really fast. It it just sounds like a regular sentence. Yeah. <laughs> sounds There's like a spell Doctor Strange would say. You would tell if you age you four. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh no he well he's amazing. Yeah he's, he's great. So no he's awesome. Yeah. But yeah anyway. Can't pronounce his um, names. Yeah. Yeah, so I, as, as I'm repeatedly reminded by very, very angry little folks on the computer that uh, this is a PlayStation podcast where we talk about all the hottest PlayStation news to come out. It's January 5th, so there's not a lot of it, but there is yeah. some. Yeah, there was uh, there was some of a break. So it was like Uncharted got delayed. Obviously, it was the big one. They announced some new PlayStation sales. There was uh, a lot of big stuff, but... Um, 
think we need to dwell on on yeah. old news necessarily. Let's, uh, let's hit on the, the Uncharted delay first of all. Yeah, the Uncharted delay. So it, it got delayed about a month. It wasn't anything too significant, but it is. Um, you know, I, I would like to think this is the end of it. I don't <laughs> think they would delay it. I don't think they would let it be like a death by a thousand cuts, where it's like a month and then another month and then another month. Like they've already delayed it two or three. Just times. two more weeks, guys. Three more weeks, guys. Four I mean, and a half more weeks. Sorry, I remember but, yeah. the last Bioshock Infinite delay. Like it had been delayed so many times, and then there yeah. was that last. It was one like of three two more weeks. weeks. And it was like, yeah. come on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I don't think they would do that. I think at this point, if it's is delayed again it would be till like fall it would be something big I don't yeah. think they're going to keep eking them out yeah and that I mean that sucks but you know it's it, it'll mean a more polished game so totally I would much rather right. also like Q1 is really crowded I mean there's Far Cry um, <laughs> well Mirror's Edge moved but to April or May yes like April or May is crazy because it's like there's Star Fox there's Mirror's Edge Far Cry's in there somewhere um, The Witness no Far Cry's February you know what, Mitch? Yes, you're right. Far Cry is Q1. But still, I'm just saying the first half of the year is more crowded. Yeah. 2016 is already terrifying. The joke, yeah. the joke I've been making for a few years now is that I'm eagerly awaiting all of the hottest holiday releases of, uh, of last the year. Previous. Yeah. 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 You know, technically, Valentine's Day is like a holiday re- release window. For some people. Yeah. <laughs> I thought um, you were being cute. Like, I'm going to play with my significant other. Oh, no. For like... <laughs> There were like several years where I my Xbox Live would auto renew on February 14th. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I had renewed it on the 14th. Wow. Is that like a girl with a dragon tattoo thing? You just get like a flower in the mail from, <laughs> from your like <laughs> a missing loved one. You're just like, where does this come from? <laughs> uh, we have to keep the sad question up because Marty's gone. Oh, I guess we should say that uh, Marty and Brian are, are dead. CES yeah, are dead. dead. <laughs> they had uh, dearly departed on their way to CES. Uh, they'll be back. They're going to see some real cool robots and toys. And yeah, stuff. and I mean, presumably there might be some Sony news coming out of there. Uh, I would imagine yeah. we're going to hear something about Morpheus because, of course, we're also hearing a lot of stuff about Oculus right now. So their press conference is tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, the press conference is at 5 p.m. tonight. Wow, what a conference, guys. Tomorrow, yeah. How about all that news? How about that? Yeah. Siphon filter that finally announced. But tomorrow morning, Oculus is announcing pre-orders. I would imagine whatever the price date there kind of let Sony finally announce. I would I would guess part of the reason they've been waiting is is to not come out at seven hundred dollars and have this thing is going to be five hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I agree. I think yeah. all VR will be, but I think no one wants to be the first one to say it. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of that kind of that that awkward like when people open a door and they're like, oh, after you, no, after you, no, after you, good. No, sir. you hang up. <laughs> You're in a hurry. You're carrying all those bags. You know, it's like, you hate touching door handles. No, of course. And then it's like, no one wants to go inside at all. Um, anyway, one thing yeah. that is, I, I'm really, I'm always happy because occasionally you do have weeks like this where just the, the rest of the video game industry is taking a nap or taking a bath or uh, on Christmas morning. Right. Napping in the tub. <laughs> napping in the tub. Real unhealthy. Real dangerous thing to do. And then occasionally you get this little, you know, a little little wonderful whisper like news of an Assassin's Creed leak. I'm going to take out this Assassin's Creed cane, bang it on the table. It real scarily separates. You can do It's now time to discuss... Oh, An man, Assassin's Creed rumor. This thing is super sharp. Also, yeah. uh, for those of you so listening sharp. to this audio podcast, uh, so sharp. Goldfarb has a, has a knife cane. Andrew has an actual well, weapon. I, d- I don't. Max does. I don't know where I, I just it's... pick up trash. There's also a, a copy of uh, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell on CD and a Nosferatu action figure wearing a sombrero on the desk. Like, oh, it's a separate you have to go sombrero. Watch the video. If you're just listening to this and it sounds like I'm lying or joking or both, it. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, um, so like I looked at the monitor into the camera. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. The, the big leak is uh, apparently the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be not 
this next holiday season, like we're kind of used to, we're used to this being annualized. It's going to be 2017, uh, and it's going to be set in ancient Egypt, which is um, such a cool setting. Awesome. I think that is awesome. Yeah. I also love that if this is true, that they're going back, like yeah. way oh, back, far back. Yeah. like when, before Assassin's Creed One. Yeah, when yeah, I was way before, like I was one of those like, oh my god, the Jesus, cane. Get the, just leave the cane <laughs> on the ground where it belongs. <laughs> I already spilled this coffee once. Oh my god, meatloaf. Uh, I feel like stop. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like bad out of hell is the the theme to your vacation. That's right. I like it. I like it. Anyway, I was I was one of those ancient Egypt kids that would like just read books about mummies and crap. Like I was so into it. It's crazy. I'm so pumped. Right. Underserved video game market. I want to play some ancient Egypt. I think that might be the next the next thing. We've got like we've got a lot of caveman games, and then I think we're gonna start to see some Egyptian stuff. There's that um, there's a movie coming out that's like. Uh, Gods of Egypt. Yeah, I was. I like that. I had to <laughs> that modern that masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know. It might be. It might be a train wreck. But like, I think that, that we are kind of. There's that. There's that nostalgia for stuff you learned about in second grade. Yeah. You know? And it kind of. Yeah, because like learning was still cool, and you yeah. didn't have your soul crushed yet. Oh. Yeah. You hey, want to. You want to read know. about mummies. You got to fill the sad question. You want to. And you. You. What was that thing about pyramids and granaries? I don't know. You know, just. You got to find out what they put in the pyramids. Was it well, they're mummies? not really hollow. Was it gold? Is there a labyrinth in the pyramid? Tombs. Anything could be in there. Uh, I like that this is going to be the laziest uh, Assassin's Creed climbing. <laughs> climbing like, a pyramid. There are over one footholds in this game. Well, if it's ancient Egypt, you could presumably still have like scaffold, like like a mm-hmm. primitive scaffolding for oh, I'm sure building, exactly building things. Lot, right. right. It'll, it'll be a really, lot of things to climb. Now, it'll be. I'm real curious. The there was that. Um, there was that Egyptian-looking. Ubisoft game that we saw screenshots for a while ago, which was like, was it called like Ramses or Anubis or something? Do you oh, yeah. People thought it was like a Prince of Persia something. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was called Osiris. 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 Yes. So that was a, as far as I remember, that game was, and this could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's right. That game was Prince of Persia Zero. Like it was yeah. a weird prequel thing set in Egypt, and you were like a, a slave or an ex slave, becoming an ex slave on your way out. Um, and there was like one screenshot of that dude on a podium, mm-hmm. and it, it looked like muscular. an assassin. Yeah, and it looked yeah. like an AC game, but it was called Prince of Persia Zero. And then it was like Prince of Persia Osiris, and there was maybe a website because there was another image on I like, a, was like U- a. It was like a Ubisoft montage. They had it in yeah. there, or like on a website. It was part of it. I, it was very weird. Part of like a concept reel or something right. somewhere. Yeah. No. Yeah, I forgot about that. Now this is like, wasn't Assassin's Creed at one point sort of rooted in Prince of Persia? Like it was sort of. Kind yes, of, they so were Prince of Persia, yep. whatever. It was yeah. like a Prince of Persia game set in that time, like right. in that era. And they realized, like, oh, this game where you're like protecting the Prince of Persia and riding a horse and taking care of this kid isn't really what Prince of Persia is. Right. So they transformed it into. I mean, there's always that thing with with IPs and franchises and branding. Is like, is this does do people associate the thing that we're doing with the thing that it says on the front of the box? And the fact that I. I wonder if we're going to see this as like an Assassin's Creed, not reboot, but like here's a here's a jumping on point because they've kind of right, been like moving away from the numbers. Separate from all the Abstergo yeah. stuff, separate from Desmond's story, separate right. from the yeah the family and, in and the past. They are, yeah, they are yeah. going way further back to a, a time when it's like you can theoretically kind of upset the whole. It's, I mean, all the stuff you're you're doing could conceivably be just very different. It's also the point in history. That. I feel like they probably have wanted to do, but didn't have the balls. Mm-hmm. to do because it's like ancient Egypt there's rumors that this is a trilogy that will like also go to Rome so this is straight up Jesus Christ era mm-hmm. yeah I mean I yeah. think it's super interesting that uh, 
Sin- I love Syndicate. I only ended up like eight hours in. Like I really want to go back to it, but I really, really like Syndicate. It's the first uh, Assassin's game I've liked this much in a pretty long time. But man, did the modern day stuff wear on me. Mm-hmm. And Mitch, um, you you talked to me about the ending, and it's just like, God, I don't care. <laughs> like so I do not care about the modern day stuff. And I yeah. would love if they would finally just embrace. Like I know they kind of had a cliffhanger there, but like just maybe let it be a historical historical fiction game which i yeah. feel like is what it's always wanted to be and yeah. where all the best parts are and like that is so cool and that's yeah. such a interesting like i remember talking to colin about this a lot when he was still here about like how cool is it that there were games that were pulling from actual history and that was always the only thing he liked about and they're the like series. but just kidding yeah. You're you're dead. You're, desert, a, you're a guy with a messenger bag who's a drunk. And it's so like, weird. Like, and there was in one and two, I, I was kind of vaguely interested in the modern day stuff, but like by three, I really didn't care, and then I especially don't care now. I mean, so I would love if this was kind of a reboot to just like let it be fully like maybe do a framing device beginning and end if you really need to about stepping into Abstergo into your special. Dude, I hope the intro to this game is. I get I guess spoilers for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Speculative spoilers. I hope that the end or the beginning of this new game is the world has ended and everything is gone. Like they won. And the rest of it is now let's go back in time and see what else happened. Yeah. And like <laughs> just leave all that stuff behind, end this universe's like modern day stuff forever mm-hmm. and just go back in time like the lineage of the assassins. I mean I'd be yeah. fine yes. if they just didn't even mention it. Just like seriously start this as a historical fiction game. The movie's coming out, like yeah. let That's, next year yeah. just what be yes. a rebrand. So yeah. I wanna know if the movie's gonna have any of that garbage. Like the Abstergo animus. two characters. Is he? He's playing a modern day version and a past version. That's right. so disappointing. So that's, that I think can, I think that works in a movie timeline a lot better. You sure. Because mm-hmm. you get to that like, I mean that you get to that kind of matrix stuff where you've got the right. two the two things that are happening simultaneously. There's a thing in the past and the thing in the present. There's the you know there's somebody's or like the fountain lying in an exciting bed. And you're like, don't let them near the bed. They'll wake him up and then he'll die <laughs> in both worlds. Yeah. Or James Cameron's Avatar. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really hope that the Assassin's Creed movie is awesome. Like me they, too. Yeah. Me too. It'll at least look really good. Yeah. Yep. I'd um, rather I'd rather them leave all the like you said like the modern day stuff there though. I'd rather it be in the movie and then just kind of have this thing be like stepping into history and exploring history because that's <laughs> like I don't know. That's what I would want out of this game yeah. is like mm-hmm. I get to experience this historical era that's just you. There's no other way to do this besides in a game. Right. That's like it was so much. It was so cool to like walk around Venice and see yeah. cathedrals that I've always wanted to see my entire life. Like mm-hmm. it was a, it was a touristy kind of thing for me. I loved exploring Italy. What I didn't love was hanging out with cranky Veronica Mars and her stupid friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird thing. Like even AC3. Like I was so excited for Colonial America. I think that's actually legitimately interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like was wasted. I don't know. It just didn't feel like they ever did anything interesting with it other than the assassin and Templar stuff. But George Washington was there and he was bad at his president. So yeah. <laughs> I've always said this about Assassin's Creed games is that they feel like uh, a field trip in school in that they take you to this cool place and they're like, all right, we have a strict itinerary and you can't <laughs> yeah. oh deviate from it. Like if you're like, you wander off the path, they're like, ah, wait, no, come back. No, yep. Mm. We see you two over there. Don't go, don't go running off from the group. And you're uh, like, Des- Desmond didn't kill people. He didn't yeah. kill, he didn't kill civilians. Yeah. He didn't do it. Actually, the Native Americans called it maize. <laughs> it's just like it's, there's a lot of kind of like, oh, uh, actually, in you know, yeah. Oh great. my gosh, yeah. Um, uh, touching on 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 tourism, though, you mentioned this, Mitch. <laughs> Bye, Andrew. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were setting me up. No, for no, segment. I was. I we can. Andrew looked like he had a thing, you, and then he your, backed away like a real big thing? coward boy. No, I feel like a, a big jerk now. <laughs> He's and gonna. You're, and you're, you're weeping you're, softly uh, <laughs> like a war widow. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Keep going. Oh, I'm done. 
Oh, man. Okay, well, this is real bad. Speaking I, of tourism. I, I, I was going to say, Damn it. I, I was moving by mistake because I, I just looked at this and just was going to bring up a thing even though people were oh, still talking. Is let's why. do that. No, but the, well, I, I was going to bring up the Watch Dogs part yes. of it, which is that the other side of this rumor is that because Assassin's is taking 2016 off, that Ubisoft, Ubisoft will fill this fall with another Watch Dogs game. And when you talk about franchise fatigue, when you talk about like sequels and all of that, like... Watch Dogs. A, Let's a do the Assassin's game. game that's just modern day stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's the interesting thing, right? It's at that really interesting, exciting point where it's either going to be, oh, God, another Watch Dogs game, or, oh, this franchise is really interesting and they fixed all the things that didn't work in the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, AC2 did so much yeah. right over oh AC1. It would be so great if Watch Dogs 2 was that. Exactly. Yeah. And and the only thing we know about it, according to this rumor, which all this comes from Kotaku, by the way, we should say, um, is that it, it's supposedly set in San Francisco as opposed to um, Chicago. I like we that talk about this. Do, you know, do you know why this is the best idea in the world? I mean, you do. Why? We all do. We're all kind of biased yeah. for Watch Dogs 2 being set in San Francisco because we live in San Francisco. But and there's so much commentary to make on the city. Yes. I know. Like the, the, the poverty line there's, and the weird gentrification. And the, yeah, the, the gentrification is a huge point. The divide in the city yeah. is fascinating. There's no. so much with they could do with that. tech companies yeah. Like, yeah. all around, everyone having like connected devices and all these stupid apps and startups. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, you make you make the bad guys the, the, their... their Tech bros. Yeah. <laughs> they go to Lord George at one thirty in the morning flip flops with beanbag chairs in it, their offices. It could do so much stuff the original Watch Dogs didn't do. It has so much potential. And I'd be like, that's where my office should be. Mm-hmm. I'd be no, like I a mean, nerd about that. Ubisoft yep. is a block away from us. Yeah. I would be very surprised if there was not a a Ubisoft office in if it'll be an Abstergo office or some stupid I mean, thing. Yeah. They yeah. did do they did do Driver San Francisco, which was like the the weirdest like fever dream of San Francisco. Yeah. Where you could actually drive a car in the city. <laughs> I, heard they, I heard that game was awesome. No, it was it was it was, it was pretty cool, but I it was not it. a San Francisco game. One, one it's like no, a of course. surrealist like yeah. comment on driving games. Right. It's it's really weird. Oh, you have French. many out of body experiences. Um, yeah. Auto body experiences. <laughs> auto body experiences. Ah, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I hope, I hope we get to see a Watch Dogs game that does something cool. And Me like, too. I mm. am also extremely happy uh, while we're talking about this that um, if Ubisoft is really taking a break from annualized stuff with Assassin's Creed and just taking, letting, leaving it in the oven longer and letting it cook, that's really good news. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing the thing with Watch Dogs where they're like, hey, this is coming out this fall. And not doing the thing they did with the last Watch Dogs, where they announced it almost two years before. It was, I think, 18 yeah. or 19 months. Yeah. 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 That would be great. I I want. We talked about this last episode, but uh, I really want this E3 to be the one where it's like eight games get announced that all come out in the. I fall. feel like your game should not be allowed to be in the public's mind longer than it takes to conceive, gestate, and give birth to a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long does that take? About. I forget. About a hundred well, hundred years. Hundred years. Like hundred years, yeah. year old baby. One hundred um, year old baby. No, I think uh I get it. It's the shareholders thing, it's the yeah, public trade company thing, but yeah. it's just um I don't know, I would love to see this finally be the year where like everyone learns from Fallout and we get like just a bunch of exi- exciting announcements that are all coming. Does past. that work yeah. if you're not Fallout? I mean, that's the thing. That'll be the test, right? I mean, Far Cry Primal, I think, is is doing it right if they actually hit that February date. Um, but I don't know how many games can really do that. I guess that's a good point, too, that it's like if everyone announces at E3 in the summer and everyone comes out in the fall, like that just means you have a crowded fall. Yeah. Interesting. And like, what are you going to pick to play? That's... Persona 5. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm... <laughs> you guys just so getting a weird what? Persona angst fest over there? Really pumped. Okay, <laughs> it's good. it looks it looks great. You hang out with a different cat now, and the bear is gone or something. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. 
You You're right. Turn on me. It's totally. No, I'm with you. You nailed it. You're gonna murder me and then frame somebody for it and then go to a television dimension inside a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I know like half a thing about these games. I, anyway, uh, Danganronpa Five coming soon to inside of your brain. <laughs> to, uh, gas leak in my house. Um, Speaking of Japanese games, yeah. Final, uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Mm -hmm. uh, that is coming out. This year. Is, is it though? Right? Is it? It's supposed to. It's supposed it will, to. It, I think it'll come out this year. I believe that. Um, I think it will because Kingdom Hearts is not. <laughs> exactly. Hearing, yeah. them, uh, hearing them talk about that and just be like, hey, so this game's coming out this year. We're stoked. Uh, I got really excited about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have not been excited about a Final Fantasy game since 1997. Yeah. Yep. Right. Like, I Seriously. think this one looks really interesting. It looks like uh, a cool world to explore. It's the right <laughs> mix of like whimsical and sort of grounded. Uh, and apparently, it draws storytelling inspiration from The Last of Us. Boom. In an interview with Examiner, Tabata said the studio is aiming to deliver a narrative where the gameplay and storytelling are really one and the same, noting it's important that the story progresses through the gameplay in a very unforced way, in a similar way that it was done in The Last of Us. Uh, this is an interesting thing to hear from a Japanese game developer. Yeah, you yeah, don't see a lot of Japanese devs doing things like like mundane non-game things like I assume this means you'll be walking up to your car and tinkering with your car and it's like that is part of the gameplay but it's also like what the characters are doing and they're going to root around in record stores and mm -hmm. have conversations on the fly see that yeah and I think uh Episode Dusuke does kind of a little bit of that. Like I think you 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 can have there are like these side missions that they added when they updated it where like you can like go off with just one of your companions oh, cool. and go to a mission have like little like get to know them better kind of things. Um I am excited about this. I, I feel like 13 and 13.2 have like super shoehorn story stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's like you didn't really care about that much of what was going on. Or if you did like the really big picture stuff, it, you would take like these like pretty long breaks and kind of have like these diversions that I don't think added a lot to it. So I would love to see them do storytelling in a way that's inspired by Western games. I think that's a really interesting thing for a Final Fantasy game. I think 13 tried. Just yeah. No man babies. No man baby. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the last hopefully. time I was on, I angered everyone by calling Joel a man baby. And I don't think you're oh, completely dude, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's a big. He's, he's a big, absolutely he's a man he's baby. A, he's a boy baby. Okay, he's not even a man. He's a beard boy. He's a big, big beard boy. Uh, um, in all seriousness, no serious. Wow. Take two. Thank you. In all seriousness, though. I uh, one thing it. I did like about The Last of Us a lot. I mean, I liked that game a lot. Um, was there were also story things that were totally unnecessary that you could just find, like mm -hmm. the whole thing with the guy in the oh, ish. yeah ish. Oh yeah, um, that was like my favorite little tidbit from that game. And I know other games do that, but I would like to see that in a in a Japanese game too. Just like little, yeah. just, just care finding, about the world, finding little things around <clears throat> the world. I mean, we like already that. saw yeah. a lot of in Dusk, we saw a lot of Western design influence. Like this doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like a JRPG. I'm sure some people are real mad about that too. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, you know who's not going to be is the millions of other people who will enjoy this mm -hmm. game who mm -hmm. wouldn't have otherwise. And it feels very contemporary in a, in a really good way. I mean, it's like it's really weird. It, it obviously feels fantastical, and there's all these magic and chocobos and all of that and summons and blah blah blah. But like you also have this really cool like all the cars just look like cars like and, yeah. and, and yeah. you have this really interesting thing where like even though the the characters you play as like your party are dressed all weird in their in their cool trench coats and stuff like everybody else is just dressed kind of yeah normal. it's like, like the whole <laughs> thing is just a mishmash of weird idiosyncratic 
things of mm-hmm. like fantasy boys and big old rock monsters and yep. spiky ground and well, I like that you go to a convenience store you know yeah, exactly. yeah. and exactly. then you summon a god to help you kill a, yeah, exactly. a chocobo yeah. that sounds yep. really really cool to me I mean I, I've always I've always really cared more about fictional universes where you're kind of you you, you have that you find your footing you know mm-hmm. like I think that Star Wars is a perfect example of this where you're like here's a farm like here's what it looks right. like. This is there's a cool ass space battle going on, but here's the a woman pouring milk. Yeah, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. you get this. You're like, okay, so here's the baseline. Here's what normal is, and then you build on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I like this in 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 Metal Gear too, where like you find, oh, like here's their ice bucket. Here's their their nudie magazines. Here's their Vulcan Raven action figure for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like before you get to the really big over the top grandiose stuff, you get this kind of like, you get a sense of what the day to day life is. Yep, and I always hate it when there's like. When there's, I mean, I always compare it to like drawing fan art or drawing pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's kind of like you you want to draw the cool stuff, like you want to draw all the cool exciting things, and you want to you want to have all the fun the fun action and the, and the cool like you want to draw dudes with spiky hairs fighting each other and punching. But you don't get good at drawing that unless you learn how to draw like basic shapes. Like that's right. why they teach like life drawing and anatomy. You start with you eat your vegetables first. And I think I've talked about this idea on the, the show before, but like. Having a really, really realistic convenience store in Final Fantasy Mm fifteen and the fact you're cruising around in like a a Kia or whatever the hell you're driving, and then the fact you're summoning a god, it makes the god that much more impressive if you have like here's your point of entry. Well it makes Mm -hmm. in that moment, right, in the trailer where it's just these dudes driving Mm -hmm. and then that head turns and like the mountain in the background is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's that perfect moment of like, oh okay, fantasy is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that cool thing too, where like my favorite, I think the most effective fantasy stuff is when it's grounded and then you have that one crazy thing like I think it, it makes it more effective for that exact reason because yeah like you're you're like oh this is familiar driving with my buds and then like you see something totally like out yep. of left field well it's, I think to your point that's why Star Wars works right like here's this desert planet how do they get water I don't know farmers and here's this farmer boy who yeah. becomes Huge syringes in who, the sand <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then he becomes a, a telekinetic robot. sorcerer yeah with yeah. a laser sword yeah, yeah. I think um I mean, we talked a little bit about the Western story influences and how that might alienate people who want, like, a really core JRPG. But I think that the grounding fantasy in a very, very real setting is obviously, like, a desert planet on Star Wars. That's not... I mean, we have deserts, obviously, but that's a little more far off than, a con- like, a konbini. Um, mm-hmm. JRPGs do a lot of that, and anime does a lot of that uh, with fantasy, and there's a long... Um, you have a long pedigree of that. And so I, I feel like if I were to... I've actually never played a Final Fantasy, so I don't know. I wouldn't care too much. But um, going into that game, that still feels JRPG to me, even if they alter or improve the storytelling elements. Like, that would just be an improvement to me, and it would still feel very true to JRPGs. Yeah, and I think it works. I mean, it's... Sorry to say it again, but Persona works for me for that reason because it is so contemporary. Mm-hmm. And even going back, like Earthbound, one of the reasons I love Earthbound as a kid so much is because it was contemporary. Like right. I think there's a lot of value in giving you something you know and then making it weird, turning on its head. Like all my favorite superhero things are like someone ordinary struck by something extraordinary. Like that's why those stories work as well as they do because like they're taking something you're familiar with and then making it like oh, but look how crazy it gets. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Final Fantasy 15 looks pretty interesting. I agree. Um, Hopefully we'll see more. Uh, they've been talking a lot about that event in March. They're going to announce the release date. We're going to see a bunch more of it. Apparently the game is, I mean, at least structurally done. And now they're they're kind of in alpha and then going to move into <laughs> debugging and doing yeah. all the cool stuff. 
It's exciting. That's good. That's good news. Um, a lot of games coming out. Uh, this is that part of the year where we're like, let's all talk about the hottest games coming out in 2016, and then half of them get pushed to 2017 in <laughs> three months or whatever. Um, we've got uh, Sony exclusives that we know about: Uncharted 4, Street Fighter 5. That's also on PC, guys. Uh, Horizon <laughs> console exclusives. Persona 5 <laughs> Dreams, aka the mm. one where you make stuff out of fiberglass and have nightmares <laughs> about it. Uh, Danganronpa 3, yeah. Gravity Rush 2, The Last Guardian. I, th- I think I think that's gonna come out. Yeah. Uh, Shenmue three. <laughs> nope. Not no. That's probably not. not twenty sixteen. Yeah. FF seven remake. Mm. I mean, it's part one. Part one will totally be this year. You think so? Yes. In the really? same year as fifteen. Yes. I don't think so. I think part one absolutely. No, I think you're high. <laughs> I think you maybe get a special. I don't know what this <laughs> bet you, is, but we <laughs> did it. <laughs> you should uh-huh. each bet your favorite. Persona 5 collectible against each other. No. That's um, too high a steam. Well, yeah, we'll do an in and out bet or something. I think we'll see the first JRPG part. JRPG betting is a real thing. <laughs> I think we'll see the first part of uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake this year. Hmm. Yep. Uh, and there's Wild. I don't Is that this year? Do we know? I think that's, that's the one with the like giant uh, snake lady with the boobs, yeah. right? Yes. yes that's the, the one. Snake lady that doesn't need to have boobs, but she does. But she sure does. Listen, right. if snakes don't have tits, how do the baby snakes get their snake milk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that one, did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm okay. I lived. <laughs> you ever, you ever yeah, suffocate anime. a woman with an absence <laughs> yeah, of logic? Yeah, anime. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Nino Kuni 2. Is that this year? Is that, is that I don't it? know if they gave it a date. Uh, yeah, we're I, di- so. this is the, I like that it's just like, these are things we know exist. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. That's for sure happening, and that's got a movie same time. That's kind of cool. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, Windows 95 edition, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's how you get people real excited about a release, is you put a decimal in there. Yeah. yeah. Very searchable. Uh, <laughs> Paragon. That's the the hero shooter. The Epic MOBA. Epic. An mm, epic yep, yep. MOBA. Yeah, they're leaning real hard into MOBA and not Hero Shooter. Uh, they they really want to be called a MOBA, which I find Big interesting because fan everybody of else is terrified of that word. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's interesting. Uh, then, of course, there's indie games, which um, I, I realize this is the year where I'm more excited about, uh, I think, indie game releases than I am about any AAA stuff. Oh, 100%. I've kind of learned to just mm-hmm. be like, with AAA stuff, I almost want to just kind of ignore it until it's right in front of me and then jump into it because mm-hmm. that's I've, I've been – just getting so burnt out with the long tail kind of promotion stuff, especially mm-hmm. with this console generation. Uh, indie games, we got Firewatch, What Remains of Edith Finch, The Witness. Yeah. Speaking of long tails on things, that was a <laughs> PS4 launch announcement, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we saw that. We had a guided demo of that at E3 2012, maybe? 13? Sounds right. I was still in high school. It was 13, no. I think. 2013. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I, <was laughs> I might have still been in high school. No, I was just lying because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it, was E3, it must be E3 2013. We had a, a guy to do that. was that. a minute ago. Uh, yeah. that was, oh, yeah. I was in high school. Phew. Uh, the, witness, uh, the Witness No Man's Sky, again, another thing. I want that to come out. I just want to play it. Yep. Uh, Abzu, that's the one where you're a scuba diver. Um, <laughs> scuba diving. What if that's just how you say scuba? I don't know if that, I don't know if that was contempt or excitement. Or... I did a, so I did a, I did an interview with that with the 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 man, the, not the scuba diver, that's but the Captain man. Abzu. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Abzu, creator of yeah. Abzu's uh, scuba diving domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it was like one of the weirdest interviews to do because I was like, so what are we looking at here? He's like, you guys swimming in this game, and I'm like, oh man. Uh, there's gonna be like sharks like, yeah I'm like you gonna fight him and he's like no <laughs> so 
so it's like hiking but underwater. So it's so a, like, just a giant water level. This is just a whole water level in a game. walking simulators. Here comes the next thing. It's swimming simulators. It's weird. That game, it's so pretty. And like I walked away talking about how pretty it was for so long after I played it at whatever that was, yeah. PAX or Andrew, something. Andrew, we get it. Well, it, it's a really pretty game. But just that weird thing of like, yeah, it's just like I don't have much to say about it beyond that yet so it's like that thing yeah. where I really beyond. Beyond. I, uh, I really yeah. <laughs> yes. I really want to get to know it more because I feel like if you drop me into any vertical slice of journey I would have felt the same way yep. yeah. mm-hmm. so no, I want to see what that yeah. feels like as like a whole thing I think that those those like <clears throat> short experiences those ones it's not a game you can't jump you don't get a gun whatever um, those ones I think that they really should be treated like movies are treated mm-hmm. and like you don't like critics are shown film festival screenings like you you go see a indie film and you see the whole thing mm-hmm. and you walk out of there and you're like here's what I thought about this hit see it when it hits theaters yep. two years from now or whatever yeah uh, it's not like here's 11 minutes from the middle yeah and you're like well that was weird <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah like I mean Abzu I, it was a it, it doesn't it it doesn't hold up to pre-release criticism like I don't that, I don't think it's it's real pretty that's though. precisely why I'm so excited about indie games this year though is um I like having that contained experience, yes. like mm-hmm. something from start to finish that I can sit down and play three hours of and get a full experience from. Like I had that with Sybil. Like I just sat down mm-hmm. and I played Sybil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I got up and I thought for like two days about how I felt about Sybil. And that <clears throat> feels so much better to me than like, uh, I I really, I, I'm really enjoying Black Ops 3. Like I just, I, that's my like, that's my just game I go home and I play because I'm tired. You just grab the wheel like, real hard right there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm a person of many interests. And, um, but like that story, I was like, what is, well, number one, what, that, true, not a good way to tell a story. But um, it's like, I, I played that for like 10 hours or whatever. And I just walked away and I was like, Okay, I think I remember everybody's names. Like, yeah. that's cool. There I just, was a I, captain in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a <laughs> guy. I when I first started playing, I turned to my dad and I asked him if I could date him, and he said, "No, it's not the kind of game." And I said, oh, <laughs> "Too bad." Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I, 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 did I, say I will that, say, but. Black Ops Three is the worst dating simulator <laughs> ever. I was like, "Who's that?" It's like Tinder, date? but with murder. Even worse than Black Ops Two. Uh, um, yeah, but um, so I just I really enjoy that about all the indie games I've played. Um, they're kind of what I subsist on now. Like I, I enjoy just going from one game to the next and having that contained experience. And yeah, I mean, I, I sat down and I played Sybil in one sitting, and yeah. it was same. really satisfying because yep. I just you just did it. You're and done. Yeah, and, um, I mean, Journey's the same way. Yeah. I think that, it, I, and I mean, people get mad because it's like, oh, it's just you know, you know, I didn't get my money's worth. But it's like, That's... I mean, I, I, I paid sixty bucks for Metal Gear Solid Five, and I put. I don't know, 95 hours into it, and I <clears throat> couldn't unlock the very, very final mission, which I, I, I guess I beat it, but then there's another thing that comes afterwards, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, I don't know, like, I, I, there's a sense of, like, oh, I didn't complete all these things, and it's it's not, it, I don't yeah. feel like I finished something, you know? Right. I, also, I don't understand the didn't get my money's worth argument, because if I pay $10 for Sybil and I take three hours to play it, that's, I could pay $10 to go see a movie. I don't understand, like, where, what Yeah, the standard, notion that video games need to be long is insane yeah, to me. Yeah, what what standard lot, are you, yeah, what, yeah, like, how are you deciding what it's worth, yeah. you know? I, I, I like know. having that sense of completion, Yeah, too. but, I mean, these, these are, the, I think the reason I'm excited about these games is that you can play a lot of them and get different perspectives as mm-hmm. opposed to like I strangled men for 95 hours yep. <laughs> um, yeah you can you can get a lot of different experiences mm-hmm. from less time and I think that's super valuable for where I am in my life now like I want um, I was talking to uh, Chloe who's 
if you don't know her, she works here. Um, obviously, you guys know who she is. <laughs> but we were talking about how there's like all these different coming of age games, and like you can mm-hmm. get different perspectives on coming of age in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and it's it's really really valuable for like yeah kind of. Yes. Just doing a sampler almost yeah. and feeling completed. Especially like, in this year where we had like Life is Strange and like Oxen yeah. Free is about to come out yep. and there are mm-hmm. all these cool games about being a teenager right now. Yep. That is like a really interesting, like I, I love that idea. I you think there's what? a lot to that. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I know we have a lot of teenage listeners. We're all getting old. We're all a bunch of gross old adults who play games like weird, weird deformed baby people. But um, <laughs> you should email us teenagers. <laughs> Do you give a crap about coming of age games? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Crossing Souls is one that I love because it's basically like the Goonies meets Stand By Me, but one of them is a ghost and you can solve mystery puzzles and there's a monster to fight, right. you know? Or like Gone Home is coming to Same as that yeah. Teenage Years. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. do did these, like, these games appeal to you? If you were a, a, a young person who was still coming of age, like, let us know what you think. Like, write in uh, beyond at IGN.com. Please uh, hit us up. Uh, I'm honestly curious. Yeah. The uh, other side of that too is games like Firewatch, which is about adult relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and being a, a park ranger. <laughs> I want to know what it's like. <laughs> Finally, it's here. Yeah. I do. There's something unexplored there that's very explored in TV and movies that really isn't in games about like you're 45 and your marriage is falling apart or whatever. Like, I think that's super interesting. Or like you yeah. lost the one person you loved or like whatever it is like that. Mm-hmm. That idea is yeah, something I think a, you rarely you see. You see a turtle yeah, in yep. the woods. Or yep. like uh, even, I like getting the value out of something that I'll n- probably never experience or hopefully never experience. Yeah. Like that dragging cancer. Mm-hmm. Like I never yeah. want to experience that and I don't even know if I could handle playing that mm-hmm. game. But that is something that, that is an experience that game will give me that I just can't get. Actual sunlight gave get, me that? Like, it was a deep, deep look into, like, a yeah. way worse depression than I've ever had? Yeah, mm-hmm. and and getting getting that, uh, <clears throat> learning something about how other people experience the world is really valuable to me. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's, that's kind of, like, that's where video games can totally... I think flourish as a medium, and uh, you know maybe maybe being the man who jumps real high with a cool gun ain't the best way to go about it. Anyway, other cool indie games coming out. There's Rhyme. That's the one that looks like one of the. I want to see again. Yeah. Games yeah. never coming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that was fake. Games twenty. You actually 13? wrote thirteen. Ha ha ha! In parenthesis, I did. <laughs> to it, I did. So thanks for that. You're uh, Banner Saga. That's yep. uh, it's coming out uh, next week. Looks real gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, game is awesome. Yeah. How? I, so I'm really, awesome I'm really curious about that. How long is that game? I'm six hours in, and I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I am playing on iOS right now, and it's it's yeah deep and I'm, it's big and it's involved, and yeah. there's like these intersecting stories that are nowhere near connected in my game right now, and like. I don't know. It's it's super interesting, though. I'm, I'm really, really, really into it. I do it. that thing with the... I guess it's sort of judging a game by its interface, where I look at that, and I'm like, this looks sort of simplified. Like, it's it's incredibly beautiful, but it's like, it's not... I mean, you're not... You're it's not, not complex, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a very kind of, you know, picturesque. Um, and the fact that it is ex- available as a portable game on iOS, uh, I'm, like, hesitant to play that on my TV, on my couch. Like, is that a good couch game? Mm-hmm. You know, would I... I would kind I of regret playing it? it on iOS, actually. I wish I played it on PC where I had really? like a monitor to see that animation yeah. up close because it is so beautiful. Yeah, well, that's coming. Uh, then there's Gone Home. Um, <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I like Gone Home a lot. Yeah, uh, January 27th, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I if, think you, you're right. oh, if you so are curious about what games can be uh, and you are open-minded, play that I- game. I went into it knowing nothing, and that enhanced it even more. Me too. I Ditto. loved yeah. that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're all uh, 
It's the best horror game I've played in literally. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really thought it was a horror game. Oh, when I, yeah. I, I thought it was a horror game too, and that's yeah. what I liked about game. it. But it is a horror game. Yeah. About the horrors of growing up. <laughs> uh, Dead Star. What's this one? <laughs> Dead that's Star uh, Armatures. Yeah. Uh, space game. It's like right? a spacey shootery MOBA multiplayer thing. We had IGN first uh, ah, okay. a couple months back on that one. By the late great Brian Albert. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Rest in peace, Brian. No, I'm just kidding. He's 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 still. Alive. He seems to be normal. And then, of course, there's too. the popular fruit puncher, Hit Mango. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yes, uh, the Go games are so That's good. Hit, Hitman Go for those Go, Lara Croft Go, Hitman Go. Uh, yeah, the the movie Pokemon Go with uh, Go. Uh, <laughs> Go, great Pearl Jam song. Yep. Wow. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, uh, Lara Croft Go. My, I mean, maybe oh. next to Nekawatsume, probably my mobile game of the year. Uh, I hope that one comes. And then Hitman so Go, good. I barely coming, played. Is that coming to Vita? They have they announced yeah. Hitman Go for Vita and PS4. They haven't announced Lara Croft yet. Okay, okay. But I would I mean, hope so. But Hitman Go is, is coming to... Hitman Go, yeah. Yep. PS4 and Vita. That's awesome. Yeah. We also got one announced today. This is a really weird announcement. Uh, a Boy and His Blob, the 2000... The Wii game. 2010, was it? 2011? I, I think 12? it was... Earlier than that, I think. It's a minute ago. Yeah. It's not a recent game. A Boy and His Blob that came to Wii is now coming to PC and modern consoles as well as Vita. Cool. That game was super pretty. Do you know what A Boy and His Blob is, youngster? I actually don't. Come round this fire and these old druids will tell you all about A Boy and His Blob. (laughs) Gather round the sombrero Nosferatu. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting the talk right now. Um, So A Boy and His Blob... So when a boy loves a blob, <laughs> when a boy reaches a certain age, she starts having blobs. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, was it Trouble on Blobonia is, I believe, the full title of the original game? This was I don't a, know what part what? of this is serious anymore. I'm, 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 okay. not, I'm not lying anymore. Uh, this was a, an old Nintendo game. Uh, where you play as a boy and you have a blob that follows you around. It is a little, just a little okay. amorphous, amorphous glob. Is a little. We've been talking about this for five minutes, like, and that's I've <laughs> gathered that so already. Gray hair. The blob follows the you boy. Are, it's it's one of those games, like you know, in, in TV shows when they're like when they they hold the control all wrong and they wave the, yeah. their arms around. And they're like, oh, you've got to feed the blob more jelly beans. <laughs> that's what this game is about. You Wait, to, why am I holding have, the controller you, wrong? I mean, but like the dad's like, no, no, get it, shoot him. In the where the red spot because he's got to you got to blow up the master brains and you're like wow video games are stupid according to people who don't play them uh, this is a game where you are a little boy and you have an arsenal of different flavored jelly beans All right. and each different flavor makes your blob turn into different stuff and you have to navigate a cruel and unforgiving dark soulsian world where <laughs> you can literally in the first scene if you pull out the wrong flavor jelly bean and you're like hey mr blob have a nice ketchup jelly bean for some reason there's ketchup jelly beans uh, the blob will turn into a hole in the ground and you can fall through the hole in the ground and plummet into hell how are you supposed to remember what all these jelly this beans was, do this was back when you had to go to the playground the next day and be like yo I went to hell in a boy and his blob because I fed the blob the wrong jelly bean. How do I beat this? In 2010? Yeah. <laughs> this is an NES game. Oh, the Blob Pony is, game. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. The, gotcha, the, gotcha, the one gotcha. that they, they remade apparently is really good. I never touched it on on uh, on Wii because I thought it would eventually come to something else. Right. Uh, and now it finally has. But the thing is, this was the it, this was an incredibly weird game when it came out back mm. in late 80s. Uh, and it was like, like it's just it's like one of the, it's like the, the logic of like a Monkey Island kind of like, mm-hmm. you know old LucasArts puzzle game where you're like yeah you gotta shove a rubber chicken in there to make it work you're like, <laughs> why would I ever think of that um, except it was on NES which you didn't really get like you kind of had more like polished kind of like streamlined like you know platformy type stuff mm-hmm. uh, but this was like a straight up just like really out there 
you know, puzzle platformer. And now we've got kind of a modernized version where apparently it's actually not a harrowing ride through a hole in the ground into hell. All it's right. One of those, it's a weird game where I know virtually nothing about it, but many, many, many people <laughs> whose opinions I really trust love it and, and cherish it, the Wii version. So it's like, I'll totally play this. Yeah. Like based, yeah. It's one of those weird word of mouth things. Based on your recommendation, I'll definitely play it. And this. now you know about blobs. Now I know all the about it. The more you know. I'm hey, a true adult now. Uh, it's it's going to be great, though, because you're like, you, someone will be like, hey, what are you playing there? You're like, I'm playing a boy and his blob. And they're going to go, man, I hate video games and I never want to know more <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, boys and blobs, uh, there's a, that was weird. Uh, there's a guy named Brian Altano who's normally on the show who does a thing called Rapid Fire. He's a boy and a blob. <laughs> he goes into, uh, he has some real butt problems, so he's out this week. Uh, so we normally. Uh, Everyone tweet questions. at Agent Bizzle. Sorry about your he's butt. He's got this thing, it's called <laughs> Angular <laughs> <laughs> it's when they all come out looking like tank rams. Uh, oh, yeah, write that down. It's got, real, it's got real, uh, real square BMs, <laughs> like Jenga blocks. Thanks, man. Uh, Facebook questions. We have a few. Uh, yeah. We have five. I thought we could go around, go gather around the uh, Nosferatu and, and talk about them. So. Yeah, very good. Okay. I guess I'll do this. Michael Britton oh, says, sure. what's the first game you are playing or are going to play in 2016? Oxenfree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing Oxenfree because that game is really, really cool. Very, very excited about it. It's Xbox and PC. I assume it will come to PlayStation later. Don't quote me. I have no idea. Uh, but that game is going to be really special, really smart, and uh, you should check it out. You're I'm, reviewing, I'm reviewing it. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, when, is that, when is that coming out? Do we know? Next week, I think January tenth uh, okay. or t- or the seventeenth. No, no, my embargo is is later than that. So it's after oh, okay. that. Cool. Uh, two cool. weeks from now. Yeah, but look out Maybe for my review. A, a yeah. real late embargo. Yeah. <laughs> um, after doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real late. Uh, yeah. Oxenfree. I want to play. Um, there's like a, man. It's like because like Far Cry and all those things are early. I want to like get 2015 stuff out of the way as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot I want to try and dive into and or even get further. Like I said, I, I want to go back to Syndicate. I want to kind of play more Bloodborne. There's a lot of things I started in 2015 for Game of the Year consideration that I want to get a little further in. Yeah, I have a lot to catch up on. Um, I haven't actually looked at the, the straight-up like release dates of everything, but um, I'm really excited about Firewatch. Um, yeah. I think it looks really good. Um, I also, like, I mean, you know, w- w- uh Collusion and all that. Uh, the, the fine folks at Campo Santo babysat my dog briefly. Oh, so like, Aww. yeah, I don't know. That's just like a weird thing. But um, full disclosure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I don't like. Yeah. I, I think that game looks really cool. Um, oh, I agree. I, agree. You know, I, I cannot totally wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's my the most anticipated thing right now. Incredible too. Like Ollie Moss art and like oh, some of the, like the art, best minds yeah. out of like Two K Marin yep. and Double Fine and obviously Telltale, Telltale and there's just yeah. so many incredible people. Clay, in the game. no, it's Clay. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, God, um, obviously, yeah. Also, there's turtles in it. There's Yay, some turtles. real sweet like, turtles. I'm Yay, pretty turtles. stoked on any game where you can just walk around and see some animals. You know, that's kind of what I'm into. So, <laughs> and you're Harry from Mad Men. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Are, wait what? Yeah. You play as you oh, play. You're Harry, no, yeah. you're Harry from Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Harry from Mad Men. <laughs> Weird. No. Um, no. Rich Summer is the main character. Yep. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. That's that's good. Is are, mm. what, are you guys are you guys currently playing anything from last year that you're still attached to? Like I said, I'm still. I jump into Black Ops Three multiplayer. You're a girl and her blobs. I, yeah, I got my my blobs That's, being that the, was really good. The people on the mic that I have to mute. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I played a lot of shooters as a kid, so it's like a I play with my dad. It's That's cool. one of those weird like I bond with my dad over it, so I'm still playing that. That's awesome. That's right. All of your Black Ops tweets over the holidays were 
adorable and funny. Yeah, my dad was like, he was backseat playing. So he's like, Callie, you need to proactively reload. I didn't raise you not to use your tactical. What are you doing? I love that. It was adorable. It's a good dad. Aww. Good dad. Yeah. Uh, I have a disease, so I'm playing uh, Persona. Persona 3. And now I'm <laughs> currently uh, like... 40 hours into another playthrough of Persona 4 Golden. I'm going to take your Vita away. I love you. Hey, how about, <laughs> how about yeah, it's not you great. play Metal Gear Solid 5? I'm going to. I do. I have your copy. I keep yeah, getting I weird problems where I'm like, man, I really need... I, like, I was playing... I was playing Witcher 3. I'm still playing Witcher 3 because that game does not end, apparently. It keeps going. It just is endless. Um, I was playing that and my horse, uh, Roach, was um, climbing a... Like a... A wooden medieval object. I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> like, a, like a box. With anything, hay in. literally some, anything that's medieval. That's some, sort of, some sort of bassinet for hay bales or something. But he, like, okay. for whatever reason, the horse was just stuck on this, and it looked like he was doing like like uh, push-ups. But it was, and I was like, man, that horse is pretty funny. I sure wish I had a game where I can make a horse go to the bathroom on an unconscious man's face. Oh, man, Andrew has my copy of Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can take it back, and I can buy it. Seriously, do it. No, I was saying that's what you say to make the horse go to the bathroom in that game. I love I that love game. It. It's so Oh, funny. I wouldn't want to play. I need to play. Um, I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm still playing Witcher. I'm still playing Battlefront. Uh, Mitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing a little bit Battlefront. Yeah. Battlefront. yeah. Uh, we should do that again. That one time we all played. This one. Uh, still playing a lot of Dota 2. Playing the Banner Saga. Uh, I, God, I think I just started something else. I forget. Okay. Too many videos. I agree. A lot of, lot of videos. Uh, random plug for a friend of mine. Uh, I read the site called VGReleaseList.com, which is a absurdly helpful it's like my go-to at a glance release date thing now i made this list of games is it really (laughs) that's awesome yeah uh run by my buddy chris good dude cool so did did, uh mitch did you write ha 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 next to rhyme or was that no that was me okay good chris did not write that okay that'd be like the the most biased release list ever Fantasy 15. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you wish. I like uh, I like this next question a lot. Okay. Uh, oh, that first question was by Michael Britton. If we didn't yeah, I said that. Uh, Nick well, Zatarain, uh, purveyor of fine uh, Cajun rice delicacies. Uh, <laughs> is, there a, is there a game that had everything you could ever want in it but just didn't click for you? Example, Eternal Sonata had a grand story, interesting combat system, very likable characters, and great voice acting, but it just didn't click for me. <laughs> Which is sad because I'm sorry. I just you said grand. Like, yeah, grand. I just, I, I just I like that. I'm sorry. I, like I really, I really want. Why is that so funny? Like, imagine if we had like this Victorian rating system where you're like seven out of ten. Grand. grand. Exemplary. Yeah. A game of the age. Deficient. <laughs> We're all broken people. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to laugh at your question. No. Stupendous. Really I just, like... He's not laughing at you. He's laughing at the whole scenario in his head. That this is he just made how up. Max's stupid brain works. <laughs> I have so many holes in my I'm still a little bit jet-lagged from faraway travels. Um, anyway. For the record, I actually like the show Sonic quite a bit. What? It was, it was indeed grand. I like the game. The Hazes, uh, as a, yeah. I, I think this is a really good question. There are so many games where I have people being like, oh, you would love this game. It's everything you like. And I sit down to play it, and I'm like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like like Skyrim was a perfect example of that for me. Like I'm, oh, you know, it's controversial. That. I know a lot of people love that game, but man, did it never! I tried so hard to get into that game. I can't do any Bethesda game worked. for the same reason. Like I love the idea of giant world, interesting characters, fun combat, but it's like all of these things together just do nothing for me. It's really weird. Like Fallout Three, I played hundreds of hours of, and Skyrim just didn't click. And that doesn't mean I think Skyrim's a bad game. It's just like it's, it's just not, not for, you. for me. It's like yeah. a very subjective thing where it's just like. 
for me, it's something more about the setting than the mechanics. I just, I don't, I prefer either contemporary or futuristic to <laughs> fantasy settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I, it's why I worry that I won't get into The Witcher either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I feel like it either, it just, it generally just, I'll, I'll see something coming from a mile away and be like, this isn't really for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, something that comes to mind and people might hate me for this, um, I don't, I don't love Mass Effect. Like I, I respect it. Like I, I definitely kind of was like, oh, I see what you did there, and mm-hmm. there's parts of it that I think are fantastic. But as far as like, <clears throat> I should love it more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get to be you get to be a spaceman, and you have sex with a blue lady, and you have a fish. <laughs> Like, like that's in exciting. the Avatar. Yeah, so much like in the, in, <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, it's James everything Cameron's you do love. Avatar, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, like I don't know, it's uh, like all of this stuff that I find fascinating about incredible space opera stuff was I felt like kind of pushed to the back where it's mm-hmm. like here's the weird habits of these alien races and instead you're just like having basically extremely human conversations with these humanoid aliens and I'm like. But there's those jellyfish men. Like, I don't know. I talk to them. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird how um, – I can't think of an example, but I've had the opposite too where it's like I'll pick up a game that's just a genre I never, ever like and there will be a random one-off game that I really enjoy and put tons of time into. And I try – I search for games like and can't find it. Mm, like, I don't know. That yeah. Persona 4 is that for me. I'm not huge into yeah, JRPGs. Right. Like, I'm super specific about what I want and enjoy from that genre. <laughs> and – Persona 4 just clicked <laughs> big time mm-hmm. yeah I think low expectations are often like that's a great way to really enjoy something yeah going yeah. into something with an open mind can really yeah. make you enjoy it more yeah Kelly what yeah. about you um I'm trying to think I so uh I don't want people to hate me for this I haven't finished Bioshock Infinite oh. I know okay I <laughs> whoa <laughs> fine don't judge me no a lot um, I mean doesn't click for I, a lot of people I get it it didn't click right away. I'm going to give it. I want to give it another shot, but like just new things keep coming up. There's just more games all the time, and I'm drowning mm-hmm. in games. But um, yeah, that had things I like. I obviously I, I like shooters. Um, it had like alternate history sort of feel. I that's all stuff I like, and I started playing it, and then I was like, nah, I'm gonna go to bed. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. I was also it was also kind of a weird time in my life, so that's why I want to revisit it because I don't know if it was the game or if it was just me. I feel you. Yeah, um, I've had it's crazy how it's, much that can happen. It's so that, weird when you're not sure about it too. That happens yeah. to me actually quite frequently with things. Like I this happened with an anime recently where I watched the first episode and I was like I don't like this at all, and then I started again. I just gave it another shot and I was like this is my favorite anime. I had so, that with Half Life. Half Life yeah. Two I played and I was like this is bad. I don't yeah. like Half Life Two at all. Wow. Yeah. And I played it like five years later and I was like I'm. I was high. This is yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I have that with movies a lot too. Yeah, it's just this happens. It's also because I I have pretty severe anxiety, so it's just like I don't know. Sometimes my brain's just like, no, you don't like anything yeah. right now. Everything um, sucks today. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So and I'm much better about dealing with that now than I was when Infinite came out. So I want to revisit it, but at the time I was just like not about that. I yeah. think that makes sense. Yeah. This year, uh, Arkham Knight was that for me. I oh yeah, love 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 Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Uh, could not get enough of them, but Arkham Knight, despite like I think everything should have worked. I mean, like that tank stuff aside, like I, I think even the early stuff before the tank, I just it never hit, and I wanted to so so badly because I love that world a lot. But I don't know. Yeah, I'll I felt it, it felt like routine playing it. Like I I yeah. was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a fun time, and I'm like, no, this is the same game it's always been. There's nothing much here that's interesting to me. I'm not captivated. I'm sort of playing it out of obligation. Yes, yeah. totally. Mm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Ruben Torres. Speaking of Persona, 
<laughs> Nailed it. Actually part of the letter. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what video games would make a great animated series? My hopeful would be The Witcher animated series. Yeah, That'd be pretty great. Yeah, yeah anime. Go, Callie. Uh, yeah, you, you, you run a, a popular anime uh, clubhouse here at IGN, the Anime Club. Yes. The Anime Club. Yeah, yeah. What, what would make a, what do you think would make a good animated series? Oh my gosh. Anime or otherwise. Oh my gosh. So many there's so many games that are tied to anime that I really love, so it's I have to like really think about it to separate it, but I would watch just a dumb harem Mass Effect show. Oh, I would yes, watch yeah. that so hard. Just like, yeah. just everybody's dating. Like, I would watch that. That's like, that's such a good idea. Like, I would, I would love it if they just really doubled down and not like the, we've got to save the galaxy. Yeah. Here's just like, that, that man with the big neck who did the pull-ups. You could get gay with him in the third one. Yeah. Oh, the Fragrance Jr. guy? Yeah, Fragrance yeah. Jr. <laughs> yeah. I think he played him. Yeah. No, I was like, I, actual I heard, photorealistic Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like that. It was like a Blue's Clues thing where everyone else is like anime, but Freddie Prince Jr. is there and is his normal self. And he's like, hey, guys, you want to do some pull-ups and get sweaty down in the gym with me? <laughs> um, no, that, yeah, that, that's that's like, that would never happen, but that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of a lot of open world games that have like side quests and stuff. It would be cool to do a one-off thing about every, like do a Fallout series. But it's like, don't focus on like one main thread, but it's like every episode could be kind of one little story. Like slice of life world. stuff or yeah. uh, vignettes or something like mm-hmm. that based on an open world. Like I would totally watch something like that. Yeah. Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, what are the Star Wars books? Tales from the Mos Eisley yep. Cantina? Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's one-off stories about each mm-hmm. of those people, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting because I've actually I think I I think I hate most NPCs in open world games because they're always sort of just like characters spread thin, right? And they sort of have to make by default they have to make some of them Good. sort of boring because otherwise, you know, they're all characters. It's like you know it's it's like too many people kind of talking over each other, yeah. And then you have like oh, meanwhile like you know who's your favorite character from the Fallout games? And I'm like. I only remember a handful, you know, like mm-hmm. the first one that comes to mind is that is Fisto the sex robot, you know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that was really out there mm-hmm. because there were other things that were kind of mundane and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, like, I think that with something like with like Star Wars Expanded Universe, it works because you can see somebody and be like, who the hell is that? And then yeah. somebody writes a whole ream of text about them. But like in a game when you go up and talk to them or you fight them and you actually kind of like... Absorb what it's like doing. highly produced fan fiction where someone just picks out some obscure character in the background and is like, I want to know what their story is. Mm-hmm. I want a whole series of that for just a bunch of different worlds. Yeah. Tell that to Conjure Club. Um, <laughs> I never made I a do, deal with Conjure Club. I, I don't need a story about the Conjure Club. Um, <laughs> Witcher animated series would be awesome. Uh, yeah. I would love that. I want to just shout out to the Witcher comics. Go read those. They're really uh, good. There's House a movie of, too, right? Uh, don't watch yeah, that. Don't watch that. No, no, don't, never mind. No, no. The, the books no are the books are kind of a if you like if you like weird short stories about kind of slice of life things from the world go read the the uh, Witcher collection the Last Wish it's like just weird little adventures of cool the short stories uh, those wish. Are the Last Wish uh, it also explains a lot the of wisher? context about the wish stop it stop that stop it right now um, but they also have recent there's a there's a House of Glass and there's like Bag of Wolves or something I don't know all of these are Destiny expansions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god! <laughs> but one of them you can get. It's it's really cool. It's like a, I mean they're they're short. They're like one you know one trade paperback volume, and it's basically like Geralt going through some uh, just some kind of weird adventures. And it's like it it if you're a fan of the game, check that stuff out because it's really cool. Um, animated series would be great if it was like kind of Monster of the Week stuff, or like Witcher. Geralt's like yeah, yeah. punch a Dracula in the face. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't I don't know. 
I don't know what would make a good. It's one of those questions I'm going to like in bed tonight think of. Yeah, eight. You can wake up in a cold sweat yeah. at we'll, four in the we'll morning. Write a feature. My Jordan would have been great. We'll write a top 10 animated feature. We'll we'll yeah. so yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like this next question a lot. Uh, it says, uh, is from Demetrius Perter Cardio. Uh, Right, did I get that right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what are some awesome gaming name. comic conventions this year? Uh, I really want to go to my first one, 2016. Since PAX is sold out, I need more suggestions. Uh, even though it's in London this year, so it's a little bit of a weird suggestion. Star Wars Celebration seems like it was so cool, and I'm so yeah. jealous of everyone who went. My favorite Ray cosplayer. I bought my yeah. tickets for London Star Wars Celebration in April last year. Really? Wow. Yep. Wow. That's that's Man, awesome. I want to go so badly. I was so I I went to almost every event last year, but. Uh, I was so jealous of the people who went to Star Wars Celebration. Celebration was, was so great. Was the most yeah. fun I've had like this year. That was like that was like top three experiences this oh, year. Man. Period. It seems um, awesome. I feel like that is just like those are the events. Like PSX is another really good one. Actually, the events where it's focused on one thing. And we yes. talked about this after PSX are always the best because PAX or Comic Con or so many things are they're pulling you in a thousand different directions, and you mm-hmm. kind of have to pick the four or five things you want to see out of the yeah. thirty that are there. But man, like when you're there for being focused on one thing, mm-hmm. oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, San Diego Comic Con. It's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, really? No, I was gonna say I was gonna say kind of sucks. I mean, oh. it's, um, I, I feel like that's about that sucks if you're working it. But man, I would. Uh, it sounds so cool to just like go just, and, and wait a nine hour line. Yeah. yeah. Good out. point. I just people watching too. Yeah. Like cosplay yeah. at SDCC is amazing. Oh, totally. No, that's, uh, that's fantastic. There is also a new one. There's a, there's always gonna be there's there's more and more of these because. Uh, nerd culture is a huge thing now and yeah. people are kind of catching on to that mm-hmm. uh, there's a Silicon Valley comic convention yep. which is going to be in uh, San Jose I think it's in late March is that this year I think it that is. is this year that's um, Steve Wozniak and Stan Lee basically buddied up to make like and that's mm-hmm. uh, I will say that if you can get a hotel room at uh, attached to San Jose this also goes for FanimeCon which is oh, fun as hell Fanime is uh, awesome I love conventions there because there are two hotels at either end of the convention center mm-hmm. and people FanimeCon is, is bonkers because it's yeah. like it's just small enough that it's still weird it's uh, super weird and there's like drunk like toon link around goes, and you're like this is the best all night and all right. crazy hotel room parties yeah. I've, I've gone like uh, I didn't go this year because Witcher came out and I wanted to play that but the two years before <laughs> yeah. that, I got just like just top you top were at that I was at that fanime too yeah yeah I went so there's a game room at Fanime, and I walked in, and the cha-cha slide was playing, and everyone who walked in simultaneously just did it. Ooh. It was the nerdiest thing, the, like the whitest <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever seen. It was amazing. It's really like, classic like, weeaboo. It's classic cool weeaboo. Like, would recommend just, again. That's like it, the more kind of specific you get in a in a in a fandom. Like anime, obviously, is a is a very broad thing, but mm-hmm. it's still also this thing that like, you know, it is. It's it's niche, you know. It's yeah. like being an otaku is being a, a nerd. It's like it's you're in this corner and you can't just go to work every day and be like, "Hey, how about that anime?" And people are like, "Yeah, I don't talk about that with you," you know. Yeah, I. So being in a room with the people who are into that, it's awesome. Yeah, and the other cool thing about fanime, and also uh, I want to extend this to Anime Expo in Los Angeles as well, mm-hmm. uh, in that area. That's the, bi- that's, that's that's the, the biggest, biggest one. Right? one. Uh, the Anime Club is working on going to Anime Expo this year. Um, but the cool thing about anime conventions is that you'll also see a lot of JRPG cosplay. So if you're Talk. into that, um, that's a good place to see other people. Like there was a Danganronpa meetup because I did a Danganronpa cosplay when I went two years ago and there's just a meetup of people who love Danganronpa yeah. and you can just talk yes. to them and like I went to a panel about Danganronpa and everyone's like speculating about the next game and stuff. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, And you were Chiaki for Halloween. I was Chiaki for Halloween. I really like Danganronpa, so cool. you guys. <laughs> uh, I have never 
or I, not never, but I don't play Blizzard games, but BlizzCon was some of the most fun I've ever had at a convention. It's just, uh, once again, it's just really cool, passionate people. Just and raw enthusiasm everywhere. Exactly. Just, it, it is impossible to not get excited about Blizzard games while you're there. I think uh, it's such a cool experience in such a cool community mm-hmm. yeah i would say i mean uh you know check your check in your area there's always uh i think i think wizard world's still a thing they're kind of just dragon yeah con, dragon con i hear it's that's a, a i hear that's a very weird one because that's kind of old school mm-hmm. like dragon con is kind of like it's much like dragons it is old <laughs> Wise words. I mean, that that yeah. goes back to like it's, it's weird that like convention culture is like has kind of reached this like this like new generation where like there are tons of people who are like yeah this is totally a thing like pax is pax is I mean, it's been around for a minute now, but, like, it's still fairly new in the grand scheme of this. Like, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con is, like, what, 30, 35 years old now or mm-hmm. something like that? Uh, and then you get, like, Otacon, like, which is what, you know, Hal Emmerich's character is yep. named after. Yep. Like, I remember my friend went to that. That's in, like, was that in D.C. or something, you know? About that? I forget where that is. Uh, uh, Christ, I can't remember. I just Otacon might be New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, look at I, look in your area. I mean, yeah. I, I would say the more specific of a of a convention it can be, the more interesting it is, and the more likely you are to make connections with people. But if you want to see like just crazy large scale spectacle stuff, you know, pick more broad topic things. Yeah, and they're getting their comic cons in like every major city. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. probably one closer to you than you would think. Mm-hmm. I, when I was living in Texas, like Dallas Comic Con had a lot of big names. I was actually really surprised. Yeah, my yeah. my I went to Berkeley and we had like a mini anime con that you could go and people were selling art. Like there's. Like, check That's it awesome. out. Find oh, yeah. Facebook it's, events or something. I yeah. feel like for so long you had to live in New York or L.A. Yeah. to go to mm-hmm. anything like this, and it's not like that at all anymore. Yeah. I love conventions, though, because it's easy to get jaded sometimes when you're kind of just, like, face – not face – but, like, you're – you know, I'll have my nose in a manga or something, and I'm not really thinking – I'm thinking about the culture and, like, bad things about the culture, mm-hmm. or I'm really critiquing something. It's nice to go to an event where everyone's really pumped, and yeah. you remember why you love it so much. Exactly. Yep. No, completely, completely with you on that. Uh, Mike Weigand. Why can't I pronounce your name right? <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah. That was nice. That was, uh, that was good. Wow. The video game industry right, well, is in yeah, for its yearly checkup. What types of things does the doctor have to say of its overall health? Areas it needs work in, area that's doing well in. Please go running. You have blood clots everywhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the the biggest problems, I think, are things that are maybe making baby steps and getting better. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like diversity and representation is getting slowly better. Uh, I don't think we're only seeing, like, white dudes in every game, mm-hmm. but you're still seeing white dudes in most games. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's that weird thing yeah. where, like, it's not, certainly not completely better, but um, people are making an effort, which I think is good. Yeah, I think we're making a lot of strides in uh, women in games. I'd like to see more people mm-hmm. of color. I know uh, Witcher 3 encountered a lot of criticism um, for, you know, not having really good uh, non-white representation and stuff like that. So that's an, another thing I'd like to see the industry work on. Um, we're making a lot of strides in queer representation as well. Um, I am interested, so one of the things I'm looking forward to is more um, like mental health stuff because I think games have a really mm-hmm. interesting potential there. Like there's just this game, um, Nevermind, that is supposed to be like a, it, it's a horror game that you have like, bio things attached to you and it's it, like bio haptic feedback style yeah, you, stuff it's weird it's really weird but the potential there for people who suffer from ptsd or severe mm-hmm. anxiety disorders is really interesting and i think vr also has the potential to help people with anxiety disorders um with uh really carefully monitored exposure therapy so that's all stuff that i'm looking forward to seeing people experiment with hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah i mean you said that um you know you're pointing out that, that games are a great way of, of getting 
uh, perspectives of other other people. Mm-hmm. And that's I think an incredibly good point with uh, with mental health specifically because it's you can't really it, you know if you meet somebody who has one leg, you can look at them and go. Oh crap! That sucks. You have one leg. If you yeah. meet somebody who has chronic depression, you look at them and you're like, "Figure it out." You have two legs. You, What's your problem? You know? Yeah, and that's that's what happened to me when I was first diagnosed too. Is people sure. were like, "Well, why aren't you just happy? Just be happier." Like, yeah. No. But you don't understand. Yeah. Um, and that's why I I kind of always go back to Depression Quest with this. Sure. Depression Quest is what I told everybody I knew. I was like, "Play this game and you'll understand." That game was literally too heavy for me to finish. Yeah. I couldn't I, do it. I. I told I was like, Mom, you need to play this game because this is what it feels like. Yeah, man, I LARP that game. I'm I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I played it. I was like, this is I do this yeah. every day. And um, so I think that we're just moving more and more forward with that. And yeah. I I like that I can use a game to number one illustrate to my loved ones like this is what I do for like my job, and also this is what my life is like. This is what my brain is like. Yeah. So. No, and it's, it's something you can show and be like, here, like, this is, you know, it's progress. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to get all SJW on here, but, like, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's video games are an emergent high-tech medium. This is a podcast called Beyond, which means to go past something, through something, forward. Past something. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's push that. Yeah. Go forward. <laughs> um, no, and it, it's, it's, it's cool that we have, like, like, we are in an age where you can have stuff like, Oh, hey, you're a park ranger who has a divorce or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. or you could be like, yeah, you're still a white guy with a beard and a gun. You can jump like, yeah. like it's everybody's getting a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Nothing's getting taken away from anyone. Uh, it's cool to see, you know, stuff be inclusive. And uh, as far as games tackling stuff that actually matters, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. exciting. That's mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I think that I think the games are it's they're getting they're getting better. I think the game industry is it's also it's such a slow process to make a game. You know, it's not it's not something that can be like uh, kind of off the cuff and, and you can't make an open world Star Wars RPG in nine months. Are you sure, Devin? Devin can Kickstarter. Um, yeah. yeah, no, totally. It's uh, it's teams of people. It's it's years of pre production. Yeah, it's, you know, especially for AAA stuff. I, I think that's why the industry's kind of leaning in that interesting direction of like the middle tier of like kind of triple a and whatever has been replaced by these really cool indie teams that they're incredible twine games that might take mm-hmm. you 15 minutes to play yeah. as opposed to these hundred hour experiences that also might have something mm-hmm. meaningful to say like i think the range right now is better than it's ever been yeah mm-hmm. i hope that uh as far as things i want to see improved in games is as far as the big bombastic triple a marketing stuff goes that they uh you know kind of take a cue from the less is more approach and are like, Hey, this game is coming out in X, Y, Z amount of time and deliver. And, you know, we're not just getting strung along with screenshots for two years. You know? Well, it's that weird thing of like, so we all saw force awakens and I mean, a, a couple of people here got spoiled, but it's like when I sat down, I got like one spoiler, but uh, when I sat down for the force awakens and the opening crawl came up, and no spoilers for Force Awakens. I was like, oh, I didn't know what this movie was yeah, about. It's exactly. Like, like yeah. the yep. moment that text came up, I was like, oh. And that feeling is something I never yep. get from video games. Mm-hmm. Like, or not AAA games. Like, I, I want that. And like we talked about with Gone Home, mm-hmm. I want to be able to go in blind more often because yeah. I think that makes it just so impactful. I and feel like awesome. we're that way with Firewatch. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think we barely know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they've yep. kept it really, really guarded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, I, I really at, want more games to do that. I mean, look at, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2. Like the fact that yeah. you suddenly play as a new character, yeah. you know, an hour or so into that game is kind of bonkers. Uh, 
I, I'd like to see more stuff like that. Maybe not playing as Raiden, but you know, like <laughs> just I don't know, like the the pageantry of of surprise. Yeah, in a, in a medium mm-hmm. that like. Yeah, like that's the thing is we went to Star the Wars. Pageantry of surprise is a two point on your uh, on your Victorian. Yeah. <laughs> a pageantry of disappointment. <laughs> a menagerie of lowered expectations. Take it away. Um, no, I mean uh, that's a really that's an interesting point. Is like we uh, like Star Wars. We saw that was a the two hour and sixteen minute long film, and we'd seen. Two hour, two minutes and sixteen seconds of yeah. trailer footage or something, yep. and some. But they show the whole some, thing; it's ruined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, some trailers really do show. I think too much. That's not BBS. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, they showed way too much. Mm-hmm. I don't care if there's still surprises. They showed way too much. They could have mm-hmm. cut that in half in quarters, whatever. Well, especially because uh, there are scenes that are so clearly from the second or third act yeah. of that movie. Like, there's yeah. no way they could be from the beginning. Uh, I mean, I uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, going back and watching trailers for that, I'm like, oh. oh. That's from uh, very, 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 very late in the game. That's kind of odd to show yeah. off. Yep. It's weird how often that happens. But then the game itself was there was so much to discover and so much to see firsthand. Um, I mean, the fact that, like, I think Fallout, I, I wasn't crazy about Fallout 4, but the, the way they were like, hey, this is coming out this year, this date, get ready. And everyone was and like... showed nothing from yeah. the story. Yeah, everyone was yeah. like, what? Yep. They were like, here's what you can do. Here's a, here's a wacky montage of a man putting a teddy bear hat on and it's something getting shot and it said the swear word. That's great. Good news, everyone. <laughs> Games are back. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap things up. We'll be back uh, next week. Yep. You had to uh, check your watch. Too. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, hear, uh, we'll hear all kinds of fun stories about CES and the yeah. word robots, From various and consumer went. electronics. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say this is my this is today is my one year anniversary at IGN. Oh man, congrats! Well, congratulations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Make a wish. I, I continued coming to my <laughs> it's job. It's been a menagerie of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it's been grand. A hedge labyrinth of despair. <laughs> a oh, hodgepodge of <laughs> mystery. A widow's walk of ennui. Um, <laughs> that, those were really dark. Has it been yeah, that bad? <laughs> that's a one out of ten. No, no, it's been, it's been a crazy year. Uh, they kind of, I mean, I kind of had this podcast thrown at me, and it was terrifying because it's this thing that has an eight-year legacy behind it, and they were like... You there. Not you good enough. Yeah, do this thing. And um, we've seen a really interesting kind of turnaround of people who were like, this is different. I'm like, well, yeah. And then some people are like, I like this too. Keep doing it. And then we kept doing Thanks. it because we had to. But, you know, here we are. And um, I'm excited for another year of, of doing this this wacky show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for hopping in in, in lieu of uh, – old uh, uh, Beardo and the Spaghetti Boy. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me again. Yeah. This is my second Beyond. 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 Um, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Goldfarb is Garfep. Callie, you are... It's Jack. Can I, I've never actually it's pronounced this. Inky Dojiko? Inky Dojiko? That's what yeah. I thought. Dojiko is a klutz. Inky Dojiko. Oh, I get it. So... No, so you're a kid. You tripped a on a squid and got covered in ink. Kids and squids these days. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Anyway. All the squid kids. Yeah. Uh, and Mitch, you're Mitchy D? Correct. Cool. Um, what should we have? Uh, what should we keep a look at for you guys that you're working on? You, you do got an oxen free review coming. Oxen free. Anything else? I'm also working on some Pokemon stuff. Cool. So fun and of, of Pokemon course, features. Anime club. An anime club. Yeah. So we do anime club every week. Um, we're going to be doing a best of anime list and some upcoming anime features. Yeah. So I mean, that's also like that's a you guys. I'm, I've, I've watched you. 
turn that podcast into a thing and anime is awesome and yay anime and, and anime. it's also like a huge undertaking to have like four people talk about the entirety of Japanese cartoons. We, yep. we sit down, I, at the beginning of every season we watch like 12 premiere episodes and we're like, okay, that here's what we're going to keep watching. Yeah. And it's a big undertaking, but the community is really great and I'm really, really lucky to be on that podcast. I'm really happy to be on that podcast because I didn't start out as a, a cast member and then I became a permanent <coughs> cool. permanent host. Well, so it's really great. Cool. Yay. Well, thank you for jumping on. Uh, Mitch, what do you got in the horizon? Uh, if you like PlayStation 4 <laughs> games that are also coming to your personal computer, subscribe to IGN Overclocked, the PC podcast where we talk about a lot of the same games. Now, PC is like a really expensive, hard-to-use PlayStation. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to go. I just got doxxed. Um, <laughs> Goldfarb, what do you got in the works? Uh, Marty and I will be going to Dice, which is a real cool show in Vegas in like three, four weeks. Uh, we are setting up some very cool interviews, so we'll have a bunch of stuff from that. Awesome. That's that's exciting. I'm always amazed that you, you managed to just weasel your way into, I don't know, like someone's hotel room. Are you going to hang out with Kojima? Maybe. Who knows? You're always, you're always telling me that like at Dice that like everyone's like really can't. I love Dice. Is, yeah, Dice is my favorite show uh, in the industry. You do a lot of these really interesting, like no one's really there promoting a product because it's like a weird time of year. So you just sit down with people and it's like you put down a recorder and kind of forget it's there and just talk for three and a half hours about the industry and somebody's life. And like, you have all these just incredible pieces that you can kind of uh, put out throughout the year. And it's always like the heads of companies, like two years ago, like Gabe Newell and JJ Abrams did the keynote and they announced today this year, uh, Del Toro is presenting Kojima with, uh, he's inducting him to the AIAS hall of fame. I just want to watch those guys high five. Like me too. Hey, do you remember when uh, JJ Abrams and Gabe Newell said they were going to make a a game and a movie together? Half-Life movie. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that's cool. I can't. I love it. My game of the year was uh, was their collaboration. And then JJ Abrams made that weird book that he like produced. Oh yeah, an S. Just just I wanted to read that mysterious yeah. puzzle book. It's, it's was, almost like um, it's like House of Leaves. Leaves. But yeah, there's yeah. lots of weird stuff. Uh, also, funny story. Uh, if you go back to when they announced that, uh, they announced the uh, partnership or whatever. Uh, the way IGN works, at least in our new system, is like you put a headline in an article, and that headline is it generates the URL, and permanently, no matter what you change the headline to, that's the URL. And I wrote that story really fast because it was really exciting, and I called Gabe Newell Game Newell. So now it <laughs> nice. lives, lives forever in the URL of Game that story. Newell. Nice. Yep. Game Newell. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I working on? Uh, up at noon will be a rerun this week because Brian is in Las Vegas. Going to medieval times without me. Uh, I know, I'm we'll really jealous of that. Next week and, and doing fun stuff. Uh, I'm recovering from jet lag and, and playing Witcher missions. And uh, that's. Great. I call them wishings. Wishings. Little wishings with a good old Geralt the ponytail. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Beyond. 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 And, Beyond. and that is the end of the show. It's weird. It's so, we're, so, we're so nice. Beyond. Those awful loud boys. Beyond. Oh, I miss Yay, those awful loud boys a whole lot. Rude, rude men. <laughs> They're great. Rude boys. <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.